And if you hear their names, you think, hello, moet Afrikaans wees. Mm. Adele en Renier Beste. Yeah. <laughs> and then they start speaking and you think, uh-oh. <laughs> hello, guys. How are you doing? We're good. We're good. We're good. And we proud delicious Afrikaans. Also. <laughs> proud delicious. <laughs> yeah. Normally, it's the other, other way around. Afrikaans <laughs> yeah. people saying that in English. You, know, you, you hear his voice. Does his voice sound familiar to you? That's because you keep hearing it on radio. Some ads, something, voiceovers. Renier, mm. I do not. Actually, I got to know Renier as... Rain yeah. from 1440. Moss. Yeah, shame. Yeah, shame. <laughs> trying, trying, was, trying to be a rock star. Oh, okay, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> it was Listen terrible. Let's, let's introduce yeah. the two of you as, as who you are today. And I'm always, I always give the guy the chance to introduce the girl so that she can have the first platform. You mm. Who's this lovely wife of yours? This amazing hero of a woman, and she's the hero of the story that you're going to hear today, is my wife, Adele. Wow. Give me, she's gorgeous, give me a minute. She? <laughs> <laughs> I get to stay. Um, and my name is Renier Bester. I think I still go, I think my mom calls me Ren. Yeah. I was pushing that thing so hard that now it's, it's just kind of stuck. My wife calls me Ren. Anyway, and we are uh, just really grateful to be able to sit here and to tell the story. It's an absolute miracle. We can't wait to share it with you. We, what type of personality does she have? Sure. I, I would say a combination between a pit bull and <laughs> a princess. Like a PMP, yeah. Huh? Yeah, fully. As like soft pick and, and beautiful <laughs> and loving and kind and gracious as a princess. And I refuse to let go like a pit bull. This is the best description I've ever heard of anyone on this radio. So congratulations. Well, oh, I, wow. I, it, it, it happened right now. So Princess and a pit bull. Okay, describe Ren then. Describe Ren. He is spontaneous. Yeah. Loves to be spontaneous. Mm. He is very strong. Not just physically, but emotionally really, really strong. He is the love of my life. Hmm. I have, I fought so hard for this thing because I could see what was in there. And hmm. that thing was worth fighting for. Even though it was buried. It was buried deep. very deeply. Deep. Very <laughs> deeply. But I think wives can see. And that's what makes wives fight. Okay, so you met the woman. You thought, oh, she's a babe. You, uh, you marry the woman. What went wrong? Well, I, it's, it's a great question. And I, I, if I had had to... Uh, nail it down to I suppose one thing it would be a desperate need for affirmation um, that was unfulfilled you know uh, my parents are incredible they're amazing and I will honor them until the day that I die but we're all human right yeah. like we make mistakes and um, and there was a way that I was raised and they're beautiful Christian people there was just a way that I was raised that I was the center of attention and the way that I experienced love and um, acceptance was through performing doing things well and that just created a really unhealthy need in me to be affirmed by eventually people I didn't even know and the worst possible career to choose for someone who needs affirmation is music Mm. Now you're on stage and you get it all the time. It's like a drug. Because you're good. So people react mm. to it. So you see that affirmation in their faces and it, it's, it sort of feeds off one another. Yeah. Yes. And, and listen, I loved Jesus and was desperately trying to do the right thing. And, and this band is for Jesus. And try, But oh my goodness, it's just, it was like a, 
like a heroin addict in a crack house or a crack addict in a crack house. And know, then what, what was the result? Well, the result was um, an enormous amount of womanizing and drug addiction and affairs and lies. And so, so because I feel rubbish about myself, I, I know what to do in order to feel better about myself for mm. five minutes, whether it's whatever the dopamine hit is, whether it's a woman or a drug or alcohol or a gig, or I know how to fix it. The problem is the way that I'm fixing it adds to the fact that I feel rubbish about myself yeah, and adds to the sinfulness. And now it's unconfessed because, because I need affirmation. The last thing in the world I'm going to do is confess what I've done. And exactly. we need to confess our sins one to another. So we may be healed, right? That's where the healing comes. I cannot confess what I've done. There's no ways. And so there's the cycle. And feel, it festers. It festers. It grows. It becomes this. Eventually, there's so much rubbish that well, here's what Satan does. He tells you, you're the worst. You know, Paul says, mm. I'm the chief of sinners. He goes, Paul had nothing on you, Ren. Yeah. You are the worst of the If anyone knows who you really are and what you've done, You'll lose everything. You'll lose your family. You're, you'll be on the street. Your parents will hate you. Your kids will never want to speak to you. You'll lose your job. Whatever you do, protect yourself at all costs. I also want to ask, because this is like a catch-22 um, paradox thing here. Yeah? Mm. It's like the worse you feel about yourself, the worse you treat those you love. Mm. It's as um, you would think that when you feel that guilty, that you'd actually treat them better and they get more flowers and more chocolates to make up for how you feel. Yeah. Or how did you treat Adele? No, terribly. I, I, um, uh, I think you're going to self-preservation mode, which makes you, well, we're selfish anyway as yeah. humans. Yeah. Um, and, and then there's like sin on overdrive, which makes us super selfish. So I, I just, I treated everyone badly. Everyone to me was a means to an end. You mm. served a purpose in Ren's world. Mm. Um, and, and so w whatever that meant, but you become as an addict, you become really good at manipulating, sure. uh, and letting people hoodwinking people. If you like, they don't know what's happening. Most people will not know. They just think, wow, that Ren's such a nice guy. He's, meanwhile, I've used you for your money or your platform on radio pulpit yeah. or your whatever the fact that i could get a gig out of you or that i could get a gram of cocaine out of you or that what well, you know okay adele mm. you love this man so you want to believe the best of him i think must have it must have taken a while for you to to accept that what you've got now is not what you thought you'd get when you got married no there was there was zero acceptance i went through uh nine years of denial I kept trying to change him into who I thought he should be the perfect version of Ren that I thought he should be and when he talks about um, you know confessing your sins there was once or twice where things came out mm. and the most important thing in a marriage is to be a safe place for that person that this is this is home this is where you can come and you can be I was not that person for Ren. Mm. And I remember something coming out and, oh, my goodness, I threw everything that this man owned, every guitar, every device, everything into our swimming pool. I was so Well, he hurt enraged. you. So you want to hurt him back or what? 
I did. And and to me, Ren worshipped music. And so what better way to hurt him than through the thing he loves most in the world, you know? Yeah. So it was it I'm was fine terrible. now. I'm still in therapy. <laughs> we're, we're okay. We can talk about it. Now. Okay, so what brought it to your head? What what was the turning point? Wow. So um I I'd separated from Adele in October of twenty nineteen. Who left who? I I, I left her. Uh, mostly because, well, there were two reasons really. One is I thought that there's no ways I can ever, if who I really am and what I've done comes out, there's no ways. There's no coming back from that. And also I was in, at that stage in a two and a half year affair that was still in secret and also multiple other sort of short term affairs. So I'm, I'm, and, and also I was using drugs again and I was drinking again. I would like, my life was imploding. So, hold that, hold that thought. Yes. So this had not come out yet and he well, leaves no. you. No, I didn't know. So, no. so you the, didn't really know why he's leaving you. Uh, so that, that night specifically, I, that I left. Yes. Yeah. I basically did the worst thing any human being can do to someone in Ren's position. And I gave him an ultimatum. I said to him, you commit to this family or you get out, pack your things and get out. And to my absolute horror, he started packing his things because I thought there's no way he's going to leave his children. Mm. You know, at least there's that. Um, but he started packing his things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. You put yourself in your shoes and you're thinking, how do you even breathe after something like that? When the person you love, even, even knowing it all, mm. when did it come out then? Mm. This is the greatest part of the story. So we're separated for six months from October 2019 to, to the end of Mar- or April, sort of beginning of lockdown 2020. Hmm. Um, Adele finds Marriage Helper, an organization in Nashville, a month after we separate. She's lying in bed one night and Googles, can one person save a marriage? Hoping to God to hear no, because like, I just need to let go of this. So is that what you Googled? Can one person save a marriage? Yes. You and honestly, I was up. not looking for hope. I was looking for God to release me. I mm. was looking to feel, because every time I thought about divorce, I just didn't sit with me. It just, I had no peace about it. And you know, when God tells you to do something, you have peace. Yes. And so I was looking for that peace. I was looking for an article that said, it's over. Go in you were and make released. Your day. And yeah. even when I read scriptures like, you know, you can divorce if they cheat. Um, I'm very much paraphrasing there. But, yeah. but even when I read scriptures like that, I didn't have peace about leaving. And so I was not looking for hope. And I find this video of this lady, Kimberly Beam Holmes. And she is describing what uh, we teach at Marriage Helper called smart contact. How to diffuse a marriage crisis right and basically it boils down to becoming like i said a safe place and this man's friend because i hadn't been this man's friend for a long time you're supposed to be his teammate i was his enemy i was constantly trying to change him constantly criticizing him, telling him where he was going wrong expecting you know just an insane amount from him and uh and he never experienced acceptance from me ever there was no point that he felt like this is my home. I can I can walk in here and I'm loved and accepted. Is this now what you heard in this video? You, you, you're listening to this video and you're realizing I wasn't what he needed. I blamed him for everything that went wrong in our marriage. If Ren just stopped drinking, we'd be fine. If Ren just stopped cheating, we'd be fine. If Ren just didn't do drugs, we'd be fine. Mm. Never, ever looked at myself. And when when they describe how he's feeling, 
how, you know, because uh, Kimberly is the daughter of uh, Dr. Joe Beam, and he's the one who started this organization, and he went through something similar to, to Ren. And so when he described to me what it was like to live with a controlling woman or when it was like, what, what it's like to, to be in a relationship where there's no love and no acceptance, I realized how much trauma I had caused him. Not that I take responsibility, mm. you know, for the, his actions. The, yeah, the yeah. affairs were his decision. Yeah, um, but but I can understand why he would want to flee from this marriage, and so I started to change. I no, started, no, 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 no. Get, I, I need to get practical. <laughs> I, I I need to understand. You you watch this video. What's the next thing you now do? So they talk about um, working on your pies. Pies stands for uh, physical, intellectual, emotional, and spiritual. So. In, in all four of those areas, there's a level of attraction to another human being. And so physical is not a big deal. I'm not massively overweight. I don't need big changes there or anything. But what I realized was emotionally, I would repel people because of my own insecurities, because of my own fears of being abandoned. I would keep people at arm's length. And spiritually, I had no relationship with God. I, I read the Bible and I went to church, but, but I never trusted God with my life. It, it was very much, you stand there unless I need you. And, um, and so I start <laughs> setting goals in all of these areas and I start, and they're small. They're small and Doable. achievable. Mm. And I gain momentum. And, and as I do this, it starts to change what I went from thinking, Ren is so, I, I used to believe that Ren would lie in bed at night thinking, how can I completely destroy Adele's life? That's mm. what I genuinely believed about my husband. And when I realized that he was doing what he was doing from a place of pain, and I realized this because I was doing the things that I did, my controlling behavior, the, the criticism, the, the being judgmental, all of that, I was doing from my own pain. So when I realized that, I started looking at him thinking, I have pity for this man. I feel sorry for him. And, and it's weird because God took me through the exact thing that that man needed. You changed... But, I mean, you didn't know she'd been watching a video and it was going a, a no. completely different direction. What changed you? No, I, I had no idea. In fact, I couldn't put my finger on it, but I realized that she was changing. Now, interestingly, because of where I was at, I, it was really important for me to make her the enemy in order to justify what I was doing. Yes. Remember, I, I know Jesus, and so I know what I'm doing is wrong. But... I've made this decision, so I have to vilify Adele in order to make her the bad guy to justify what I'm doing. And she's becoming nicer and nicer. And it's harder to it's, do. <laughs> I, it's so frustrating because she's becoming amazing. And, Stop being nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I would like to formally apologize for the worldwide lockdown in 2020 because I think God organized that to save <laughs> our marriage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Adele uh, calls me when lockdown was announced and said, hey, please, will you come and stay because remember, it was going to be 21 days. Mm. Please, can you come stay to help with the kids? And I'm torn. I can't look her in the eyes. I can't wait to like not have to look her in the eyes ever again because of what I'm doing. I'm in an affair. So I have to like, uh, uh, I'm going to go move back in with my wife. I, I mean, it's just a web of yeah. deceit. and. Ca but I decided to end my life. I could not live under the weight of the sin mm. anymore. I couldn't do it, and I, I decided to to end my life at the uh, in 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 April 2020. And I thought, let me just go hang out with my kids for three weeks before 
before oh, I go. God. Mm. And um, the second Saturday morning, so I move in, and the second Saturday morning of lockdown, um, Adal had had a dream the night before. Book, I don't know if you want to just share that dream quickly before. I- so uh, I had this mm. dream of um, Ren. And there was this horrendous looking creature, kind of like uh, the, the thing from Predator, standing behind him with his hand inside Ren, um, holding onto its heart and onto his heart and playing with him like a puppet, oh, like my word. toying with him. So it was almost like the darkness had a grip on him. And so I was really disturbed by the stream. And the next morning I said to him, I feel like you live in a constant place of darkness. And I know you still want a divorce and I know we're not getting back together, but I just want you to take this opportunity to confess and be free. And he was scared. And I don't blame him. Yeah. I was a nightmare. Yeah, look, I, I mean, you, she told you about all the stuff in the pool, right? So the, the previous time something came out, my stuff ended in, in the pool. Yeah. There is no way I'm telling this woman anything. This time she's going to drive my car into the pool if I'm <laughs> lucky. Um and and she was kind of the only way I can describe it is lovingly relentless. She wasn't pushy like, oh, I know you're doing things wrong. Tell me. She said, I'm concerned for your soul. I don't care about our marriage. I'm concerned for your relationship with Jesus. Confess this stuff. So I, I couldn't go anywhere. Right. It's hard lockdown. I can't get in the car and leave, which is what I would have done. And um, so I confessed three things, hoping that she would leave me alone and the Holy Spirit would leave me alone. And we can move on. And I do those confess those things which historically would have been a massive blowout. And the, the reaction I get from her is, wow, I'm so grateful you shared that with me. Thank you. But it's not everything. And so I, I made a decision not out of honor, but because she wouldn't let it go. And I spent the next 40-odd minutes confessing women and lies and uh, um, relapses and just just vomited my whole life onto her, or my whole secret life. And, um, you know, she, she, uh, when, when I was done, she came and sat next to me and she put her arms around me and she said, I love you so much. I'm so glad you're free. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and, um, what did you see when you saw him now? I know our time is done. I know our time is done, but I have to find this. You know, Janine, the night before, the night I'd had that dream, I, I, he was in the bed by me and I was watching him breathe and his chest was rising and falling as fast as if, his, as if he was running a marathon. You couldn't believe the physical effects that, that the sin and the lies and that's, that's living in secrecy was having on him. The next night, after this confession, he slept calm and peaceful his breath was here the sun sets for his friend it was unreal this is not something he can fake right Mm. i'm seeing physical things happening while he's asleep it's not like he can fake calm no it was unreal ren our time is up so i want you to speak to south africa Mm. say what they need to hear all right marriagehelper.com please if you want to reach out to us we we do marriage coaching uh, and there's an organization called Marriage Helper that specialize in this and have the most. They, they were obviously instrumental in putting our marriage back together. Between Jesus, a wife who won't give up, and Marriage Helper, anything's but obviously with Jesus alone, <laughs> it's possible. But it's so helpful to have practical tools, uh, and Marriage Helper is the way to go. Both of us coach if you want to reach out to us. Otherwise, ren at foreverever.co.za. The four is the number, and ever, ever. Um, Twice. 
twice you can reach Correct. I'm going to post this on Facebook so that you can get a hold of it. But there's hope. Yeah. There's always, always hope. Never always. believe there isn't. There Amen. is hope as long as God is God and marriage is holy.